welcome back. Two hours down, two hours to go. Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Happy to be with you on this Monday, Victory Monday. And uh, that is in so many more ways than just the football game. If you're just joining us, DeMar Hamlin is home in Buffalo. Uh, he has been moved to a hospital here in Buffalo. Uh, all positive news for DeMar Hamlin and his recovery and uh, just very heartwarming uh, news continues to pour in. Uh, you had the game yesterday. So when I say Victory Monday, as I said, I mean more than just the football game, obviously. Now, we'll continue to take your calls on how you felt watching that game yesterday, the Heinz touchdown to start the game. Uh, how did you feel? What were the emotions you were feeling? 803-0930, star 930. This better together, the unity we are seeing, everyone come together with love and prayers for DeMar Hamlin. Uh, can we keep that going here in Western New York and not let uh, those who want to divide us divide us? Hopefully we can stay together, stay united, and keep this uh, this love and prayer together going on. It's a, it's a very beautiful thing, and I'll just I'll keep saying that because it really is. Now, the Bills are going to the playoffs, and they are playing the Miami Dolphins this coming weekend, a Sunday 1 o'clock playoff game. Eh, yeah, I would have liked a night game, but I'd rather Sunday at 1 than Monday night football. So you know what? I'll take the Sunday at 1. Uh, we get the top team on CBS again. The, I call it the Tony Romo team here in Buffalo. But for many of us, we have to be there. Now, I'll be there. I have season tickets, so of course I'll be there. Uh, but what are you willing to pay? What are you willing to pay? Um, I'm sorry. Josh, I will read that after the traffic. Uh, what are you willing to pay for a playoff game? Are you shelling out a few hundred for the game Sunday? Is it not important to be there? You know, I hear a lot of people, they say, I'd, I'd rather just watch it on TV. I thought I could be that rather watch it on TV guy. And I did it for two years, got rid of my season tickets, watched the games on TV. Let me tell you, I don't like, I, I'm not, I can watch it on TV guy. For me, it's not the same on TV. I know a lot of people like to watch it on TV, get a better view of everything. I have to be there. I think I have that fear of missing out if I'm not at the game. I have to be there. I have to take it in. You heard me talk about it. Before the season even started, we, we talked about it on BMAS and Beamer. And um, that still holds true. And I'm glad I've been able to go to the games that I went to this year. I'm looking forward to uh, the Dolphins game this weekend. But what about you? Are you opening up the wallet for the wild card game? Or have we gotten to the point now, we are the fans that we used to, uh, I don't want to say despise, but you get, the, you get what I mean. We're the fans we used to hate <laughs> because ah, we'll just wait to the divisional round. I'm not going to spend that kind of money in the wild card round. I'll spend it next weekend. Do you have a lot of people who just assume we're going to beat the Dolphins and move on to the divisional round? Let me tell you right now on the different secondary market. Now, I, uh, uh, my tickets were only $5 more each than the regular season price. So I, I felt pretty good about that um, and had the credit from the uh, Cleveland game that was moved. So I, uh, I'm sitting, I'm sitting pretty, uh, pretty well this morning or this afternoon 
going into the playoffs. But right now on StubHub, the cheapest ticket to the game. Let's play a little game here. 803-0930. Josh, guess the cheapest price on StubHub for Sunday's game. Counting taxes? Before taxes. Hmm. I'm going to go with 185. Ooh. You would be right if we were counting taxes. Oh, come on. But one Hold on. See now that it, it ticket it changes all the time. But right now we're talking about and this tells you how much the taxes are, 143 oh, before wow. taxes and fees. Yeah, that's that's a lot better than I would have expected it, to be honest. And that's in 315 on StubHub. Now on Ticketmaster, which is the official uh, secondary market, the cheapest tickets after fees because they don't show you before fees is one seventy four, which would be one forty nine before fees and everything. So around the same price. Now, Josh, you you have it easy. You're here. You 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 don't have the option to go to the stadium. So what would if if they said, hey, Josh, you don't have to work next week. Um, what would you pay for the wild card? Or have you gotten in that mindset of, well, we're going to make the divisional. I'll wait till then. I think I'm in that mindset because... That's very dangerous mindset to be in. It is, but if the starting quarterbacks are the what, what they're thinking they're going to be, I don't think the Bills are going to have any problem next week. Does it look like is not going to play? I don't know. It, it, it's, it's hard to say now, I think, because it's really, really early, but... I just I don't know. I think if if he doesn't play, it's going to be a very hard game for the Dolphins. Cuz they had a rough time yesterday against the yesterday against the Jets. I mean, they that was an ugly game. I saw the yeah, highlights from it. It was 3-3 three, three at halftime. Yes. The Steelers were feeling pretty confident. Yeah. Yeah. At one point. Um it's a lot different than last year. Remember the wild card game last year against the Patriots and how cold it was? Now, I didn't have seasons last year. I, I, I reactivated my seasons this offseason. Um, last year, we got tickets after taxes, $50 each. Oh, because it that's, was so cold. Because it was yeah. so cold. Now, that's yeah. what I paid for my season ticket price per ticket. Last year, in the secondary market, people were just dumping tickets because it was so cold. And let me tell you, it was one of the most fun games I've ever been to. That game was fun just to watch. I mean... That was just, I mean, basically because we killed the Patriots. But, um, no, that was just a great game to watch. But I think this one, just because it's Miami, just because what happened earlier in the year, and if Tua does play, this is a very, very big game. If he's healthy, I want, I mean, I want to play, too. I, I don't want to feel like the Bills were handed a playoff victory. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, yeah. I, I love yeah, the then, competition. Because then if you continue but on. But if he can't healthily, I don't want I don't want him to force him out there right, either. You right. get what I'm saying? Well, yeah. But if you continue on, though, are people going to look back and say, oh, well, you had an easy game against the Dolphins? You know, like, that's why it's like you want to play the best competition yes. the whole way through rather than, oh, well, the Dolphins weren't healthy and then this happened in the next game. And, you know, it's – I'd rather have them – you want real competition because right. if you have an easy game against the Dolphins, that might hurt you in what might be a game against the Bengals in two weeks here in Buffalo. Right, right. And I am happy, though, that they don't have the bye because I think mm. I think it's nice. Like, they're not going to – they don't have that long rest. You know what I mean? Like, they're just going to keep playing. And it's going to keep them in game shape, keep them in game mode. And I think that's good. I hope you're right. 
I mean, I that don't know. That didn't work I out am. last season, but I hope well, you're right. Yeah, but every season's different. Every season's different. Every team's different. It's it's all now, different every year. From what we've learned since we were we were last together on Friday, where do you feel now the neutral site game's going to be since Indianapolis said thanks but no thanks? Nashville. I want it but that, so You want bad. Nashville. That's, what do you honestly think the NFL is going to do? You want Nashville. That's different. Want and need. Okay, I think. Which, by the way, was a Dane Cook uh, album name, but go on. Wait, so, okay, refresh my memory. Was Chicago, like, ruled out? or No, I thought Ch- Chicago would be it if it wasn't Indianapolis. However, I think-, I think the NFL wants either a warm climate or a dome stadium. Well, I think if they could, you know, basically just look at the temperatures, I think Chicago would be a viable option given yes. a good weather forecast. I mean, that's a historic field. It's a good stadium. So I think Chicago's the next best choice. But other than that, if it's not the Bengals, like if it's the Bills and the Chiefs, let's say, I still think it could be Cincinnati because Cincinnati's a little bit further well, south and it's a little bit Bill's of a Chiefs, warmer climate. Bills Chiefs will be the only neutral site, remember. Because oh, Buffalo right, won. Right. Yep, yep. That yep. other is out the door now. So it's only Kansas City Buffalo that will be a neutral site game. Well then yeah, so I, I think it'd be Chicago, then Cincinnati, then Nashville. I think those would be one, two, three. I think it'll be Vegas, Chicago, or DC. Ooh, I didn't even think about Washington. Well no, I uh, you know why I think D.C.? Because that's the last place I'd want them to put a game because that's my least favorite stadium in the NFL, college. Whatever's playing at that stadium, it's my least favorite in that category. <laughs> uh, FedEx Field is just a dump. I'm sorry I said it. FedEx Field is a dump. And I really hope, because FedEx Field's not that old in terms of stadiums, I really hope that's not what this new stadium turns into. FedEx Field is, you look at that and go, when was this built? I mean, FedEx Field and RFK that they're in the the middle of dismantling, to me, are in the same exact shape. So FedEx Field's the last place I'd like to see the Bills play a neutral site game. However, the NFL, I think, would love to have, you know, oh, big city, whatever. I I wouldn't put that past them to put the game in D.C. Yeah, I, com- I, I completely forgot about it just because how, like you're saying, the field isn't that great. It's awful. Uh, the Commanders haven't been – I mean, actually, they did have a good, pretty good season. The stadium's year. awful, but the yeah. field's good. See, they would never put it at MetLife because that's, that field is awful. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. field is, is notorious for giving uh, players injuries. Same with um, San Francisco's – Yes. Uh, Levi Stadium. Levi Stadium. Yeah. I didn't even think about Vegas, though, because everyone travels well to Vegas. Because we are also talking about that, the travel of the fans. Yes. Because that's what things are really going to come down to is how the community goes to the game. Because if it's Cincinnati or if it's Pittsburgh, it's too close to Buffalo. Yep. That's why I was saying Nashville because, one, Buffalo fans travel well to Nashville. Two, it's close to Kansas City. And three, it's a good stadium. But see, they the NFL would have a really tough time. Saying, "Oh, we picked Nashville because Buffalo fans travel well to Nashville." Well, and can, that, well, you can say the same thing to Kansas. We City told because- you a week before the game, Nashville. <laughs> we know you travel well there. Get some of those five hundred dollar last minute uh, flight tickets. But you could say the same thing for Kansas City because they're pretty close. But that's the problem. Okay, they I, want Indianapolis. Well, no, I'm was, saying I'm saying Indianapolis equals- is perfect because it was the exact close to the exact same distance from both cities. But I'm saying it equals out because Kansas City's close, so fans will be more likely to travel from there. And Buffalo fans 
love to travel to Nashville. They like You've to plan that. travel to Nashville. That's true. They don't want to six days uh, later say, hey, let's buy some some expensive plane tickets to go to Nashville. Some people might. You never know. Some people might. But I think what they're going to want to do is how do we attract a, you know half and half of both fan bases? That's just what, what I'm thinking, to, to kind of keep talking what we were talking about on uh, Friday. We'll continue this. We'd like to know what you think. 803-0930, star 930. What's your price point? For the game on Sunday, 803-0930, star 930. It'll be interesting, but here's the thing. No matter what the price point is, um, we're going to have a packed stadium Sunday, 1 o'clock. And uh, hopefully a Bills win and uh, on to the divisional round. But again, I, I, I don't think I could ever be in that mindset of, oh, I'll wait to the divisional round. Because then I'll be scared. Again, fear of missing out. I'd be scared that I'm going to miss the playoffs altogether because, again, nothing's a guarantee. You know, I mean, they lose on Sunday. It's over. It's over. And how awful would that be to lose to the Dolphins for a second time this season? No thank you. Especially just after that week three. I mean, it it would just really, really stink. Yes. That and, would be hard. And it's not like we rolled them in Buffalo. It was a close game at the end. Yeah, had to kick I mean, a field goal to win it. Yeah, but I mean, it, it had you had the weather in that game as well. So. Yeah, and you're not going to have any weather here. It's just going to be cold. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the forecast looks pretty clear so far. It looks like it's just going to be a little chilly, but I think the, I think they'll be able to handle it. I, I think so. Now, so Texter brings up Carolina, Josh. Now, I think Carolina. That is a very nice stadium. It's downtown Charlotte. However, I think. I think both – the texture now, I don't know why the texture's throwing out Carolina, but I would think they're saying that because it's a hub for American, so you can actually get cheap flights pretty short to when you want to go because so many flights go to Carolina a day, and maybe that or to Charlotte a day, and maybe that's why they're uh, suggesting Carolina. I'm not opposed. I have friends in Charlotte. I have family in Charlotte. Uh, however, I just – I think that's too far from both cities. But again, I get the the yeah, point that American has a hub there, and a lot of flights go to Charlotte every day. I mean, if you think about it, it's basically straight across from Kansas City. Yes, but it's much farther east than even Nashville, and Buffalo. I think is, I think it's probably farther from Buffalo than Kansas City. It's Twelve hours from Buffalo. I don't know what it is Ooh. from Kansas City. Yeah, um, I, I will say this. That's why. Again, we'll go back to Indianapolis. Indianapolis, both cities could make road trips. And I do think, as much as I said D.C., and you're saying Nashville and Vegas, I think at, I think the first priority would be the NFL would want a city that both teams could drive to. But I think with Indianapolis out of the question, that might be more difficult to do than they think. Yeah, and I, I think that really boosts Chicago's value. Yeah. I think I think I've driven from Chicago. Yeah, I think it's was there a reason why Indianapolis wasn't Yeah, they're hosting a volleyball tournament that's going to have over 30,000 people with teams, coaches and everything. So so I mean, they yeah. could, they could even try to open up the field for 4 hours, but hotels would be impossible to get in downtown right. Indianapolis. Right. Yeah, so I I mean you, you got to yeah. That's hard to you know hard I mean? to make your I mean, decisions that's, there. That's the that's the issue mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. because they could probably say, "Hey, will move some of these volleyball tournaments around, get the field ready. But then you're talking about, well, they can't clear out the hotel rooms. 
So right. you've already, you're going to have an issue with hotels in downtown Indianapolis. Indianapolis is a is a beautiful uh, city, um, but it's out of the question. Detroit already taken out of the question because they're swapping out their field. They're installing new field this offseason, and that actually started last week. Uh, so Ford Field will not be ready in time for the AFC Championship. It's extremely close to Kansas City, but what about St. Louis? That's the problem. It's extremely close to Kansas City. And again, it's not in driving distance for Buffalo. Do you think, though, if it wasn't that close to Kansas City, do you think that'd be an option, given the fact that there's still an NFL-capable stadium there? Yeah, yeah. I, I Definitely. I think... NFL capable stadium. Again, you're gonna. I would think that a lot of Rams fans became Chiefs fans when the uh, when the move happened. But definitely, you would definitely uh, the NFL would want the NFL. We talked about this on Friday. The NFL would want a uh, NFL ready stadium, and especially a stadium that at one time hosted an NFL team. It'll be interesting. I, I'm I'm fascinated by this. Ask my wife. She she knows how I get about scheduling and everything. I am fascinated about this neutral site thing. And um, I, I really just want them to pick a city so we can at least start putting together a potential road trip. Uh, and that would also give me, you know, a few hours of stuff to talk about on the air. 803-0930, star 930. How much are you planning to spend for the playoffs? What's your limit for playoff tickets? We'll continue taking those calls. When we come back, I want to continue on something David Bellavia was talking about at the end of his show. yes. David, I'm going to take some of your topic. Uh, And and I want to talk about uh, repairs. Now, he was talking about home repairs and a little bit about car repairs. I want to talk about car repairs. And are you the kind of person that repairs your car? And how much money would you say you save a year by doing your own car work? Because I would argue that if I tried to repair something on my car, I would be losing more money than just taking it to my mechanic. But I want to ask you, are you do you consider yourself a handy person? If you hear a noise in your car, can you fix it right away? Or are you like me, you got to take it right to the mechanic. And what do you, are you one of these people did you just learn it? Did you just grow up learning cars? Do you watch a YouTube video to learn how to fix things on your car? 8030930 star 930. It's winter time. Cars are making weird noises. Are you the kind of person that's going to open the hood and fix it? Let me know. 803-0930. Back after this. listen to this entire song but then I, we're not a music station so welcome back we're obviously playing uh sabers players goal songs as our comeback right is this what we're doing um they play tonight back in the goat head jerseys i don't know if you saw my tweet over the weekend hashtag goat heads forever the Sabres have yet to lose in the Goatheads, and they so- score six goals every time playing in the Goatheads. So hopefully the Sabres can uh, continue this winning feeling we have in Western New York as they take on the Flyers tonight. 
803-0930, star 930. Now, I've brought this up before when I had the Honda Civic. And that Honda Civic started having a lot of issues <laughs> towards the end. Um, to the point, I don't know if I ever gave the final Honda Civic story. I think we kind of just glossed over it and moved on. The, um, the final thing was the wheel just stopped turning. Like, I couldn't turn the key and, the, and I couldn't turn the wheel. Had AAA come look at it. Had a bunch of people come look at it. No one could fix it. Uh, and th that, was, that was the end of the Honda Civic. Was able to sell it for a uh, cool grand. Um, but that's, that, that was the end of the Civic story. Um, we are now on the Accord story. And we'll tell you what goes on there. Keeping it in the Honda family. But, you know, I've always kind of been intimidated when it comes to repairing cars. Um, and I really can't do much around the house either. You know, I, I um, well, let's stick to the cars and then we'll move to the house uh, in a few minutes or the apartment. 8030930, car repairs. How did you get into repairing your car? And have you ever had, and admit it, come on, this is, this is a place where it, it, everything's fine, everything's accepted, right? Have you ever had a story of failing when trying to repair your car? Come on, be honest. 803-0930, star 930. James is in Buffalo. Hey, James, thanks for the call. Hi, how's it going? Doing all right, James. Now, are, are you? Uh, do you repair your own car? Uh, yes, I do. I wound up doing that by trial by fire over 20-some-odd years ago. Uh, and, and I do it still today, and it's, it saved me a lot of money. Uh, and it, it helps you get to really know your car, you know, and especially when you're up against the wall and something you don't think you can repair, you know, you, you can kind of feel out, you know, hey, is it worth it for me to spend the money to have somebody else fix this type of deal? Yeah, it, 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 it saves you a lot, you know, but it, it is adding. It's, you, you're caring for it. you you got to be constantly on top of it, you know. Um, I don't know. Like, nobody's perfect, you know. There are times you get in a car – you go to turn the key and it's like nothing happens. You're like, oh, man, not today. You know, or you're going down the road and it's like, well, that sound wasn't there before yesterday. <laughs> now, John, James, you said getting to know your car. So, and this might sound like a dumb question, but I just, I don't know. Is every car different? So, say you get a new car and you've got to relearn how to take care of it? Uh, yes. I mean, there are cars, I don't want to get into brands, but there are cars out there, absolute pain in the butt. I won't, won't touch them. I won't own them in my fleet. And there are cars out there that have actually gotten a bad rap that I have, and the thing's done great to me, but I've stayed on top of it. When when I say about staying on top of a car and know your car, you may not be one to turn wrenches on it and, say, replace a, a clutch in it or so, but you can do a brake job, let, let's say. But get to know a good personal mechanic, not a, not a fly-by-night multi-chain shop. Get, the, get your corner store car mechanic garage, see those guys, stop in with your car every three months and say, hey, could you rotate the tires? And by the way, took a, take a look at it and maybe tell me what's about to fall apart on it because our winters are brutal. This, this stuff that they spray the on the it does terrible things to car frames and car parts. But get, if you get to know a mechanic and watch it, you know, like hopefully some people go to a doctor and say, hey, I, you know, how's my blood pressure doing each year? You know, you should be doing that with your car. You will save yourself a lot of surprises, a lot of headaches, and a lot of money. You know, you build a reputation with, with somebody, or there's somebody in the family that might work on cars that's a little bit more knowledgeable. 
can look at it once every three months. You'll save yourself a lot of problems. James, now, you know, a lot of my friends change their own oil. Obviously, I, I would not feel comfortable doing that. Um, but is that, would you say, the easiest thing? What's the easiest thing when you're trying to get to know your car, when you're trying to say, hey, I want to save some money by doing stuff myself? What's, like, the easiest thing to learn to pick up when you get a car? I... Uh, First thing, like checking with like your fluids once, once maybe a week, if not once a month. Hop open the hood, get you know you can find a manual online. I'll tell you, learn your oil levels. What's the level of the oil in your transmission? If that dipstick's you know accessible, there are some cars that dipstick or, or uh, the whole floor is underneath the air cleaner. You got to remove move all that. Other cars, it's real simple. You can pull it and find out. But get to know what your fluid levels are because if you got grit. In your oil, whether it's an engine or a transmission, you know you got to sign that there's something coming up that you've got to deal deal with. Uh, you know, checking your fluid level in, in your uh, in your fluid system. You know, if it, if it keeps being down and you're not smelling it inside the car, possibly you got a head gasket pop. You might need to be looking into and might want to get into a um, more skilled mechanic and say, "Hey, I'm kind of concerned with this. Do you look at it?" And you still got time to drive it before it like blows up on you and you're reaching for your gold card that you wish you had to pay for something that you wouldn't have cost you that much in downtime. Uh, you know, James, let me tell you, the dipstick, I mean, I've at times opened the hood to look like I know what I'm doing. And one time I, you know, tried to get the dipstick. This was in the Civic and I broke the dipstick yeah. and that kind of just, uh, you know, reiterated the fact that I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, you know, we have YouTube nowadays. Back in the uh, 90s when I had my first car, you had to go get a Chilton's manual at an auto parts store and dig into it. And the thing read like stereo instructions. And I, I don't even want to get into motorcycles. That's a whole other different story. But, it, you know, it was different trying to learn the lingo. It made it really daunting, and especially if you haven't ever handled a, uh, you know, the, the toolbox before, you know, 9, 9 to 15 millimeter. Um it was daunting. Now we got YouTube. You can look up on YouTube, Honda Civic. What are the fluid levels in a Honda Civic? It'll explain. There's somebody out there that shot that video and to give you that information. Hey, I got to do a brake job on it. What's you know what's the pros and cons of getting into doing brakes? Because now the newer cars that have on them electronic locking brake calipers when you put it in park, if you force those open the wrong way. You just spent your thousand dollars. It's a five hundred dollar four for an electronic uh, uh, brake caliper, and that. So there are things you want. You know, you can find out now that you don't have to learn the hard way. And just get on YouTube and learn the vehicle. Shop on YouTube and learn pros and cons on vehicles that have a bad maintenance trap that you might not want to buy and own. All good stuff. Hey, James, thank you so much for the car, uh, the call on cars. James in Buffalo, really appreciate that. Opens the line for you, 803-0930, star 930. The first text of the segment, LOL, how do you break a dipstick? I don't know. Like I said, I'm not good with cars. I don't know. I was just trying to check the oil level um, because I had lost the sticker with the mileage on it. And I thought I knew what I was doing. I take the dipstick, I wipe it off, I put it back uh, in, and when I went to pull it out again, it, it broke. I had to take it to my mechanic, and my mechanic asked the same question. What did you do? I don't know. I didn't think I did anything that wrong, <laughs> but I just, I, I don't know cars, you know? Like, I, I, I've said this a million times. I love listening to Sandy talk cars, Lauren Fix talking cars. I mean, these are people that know their cars, right? They know everything about a car, every car. 
I, I know that that car looks nice, right? That's really where I am. I need someone to explain to me, is this a good deal or not? That car looks nice. It's got a nice interior. It's got a, it's got a, a, a decent backup camera. Beside that, I don't know, you know? So, and, I, and yes, stuff like breaking my dipstick, that kind of, you know, scares me from wanting to learn more. And obviously, you have the YouTube videos, and that's something else I want to get into because we go from car repairs to home repairs. Now, I don't own a home. Uh, I live in an apartment. It's a very nice apartment, and they have a nice maintenance staff. But there have been times, um, there have been times that I've, you know, we've called the maintenance staff when I broke the, uh, the uh, garbage disposal. And then when I did it again a week later, I watched a YouTube video, fixed it myself, felt pretty confident, right? But then I go do something like break the dipstick. You know, uh, we have a, uh, my, uh, one of the sinks in my bathroom is clogged. We have two, this is one of the, the perks of the apartment. We, my wife and I both have full bathrooms, both have two sinks, shower, closet in the bathroom. It's awesome. It's awesome. Why, why would we need a house? We have everything we need in that apartment. So I, I, can you tell I have this conversation regularly? Um, but one of these sinks in my bathroom, uh, which is the bathroom that if you're visiting us, you would go to, is clogged. So I got some Drano because growing up, I remember all the issues at home would get resolved with Drano, right? Anything that was clogged, you put Drano in. And, you know, this said the best, you know, Drano liquid gel or whatever. And I followed the directions to a T. I put the Drano in. I waited 30 minutes. I got boiling hot water off the stove, poured the water down the sink. Guess what? The drain is still clogged. It didn't work. So now I got to call maintenance to fix the sink because I can't do it. If I owned a home, guess what? That would cost me. <laughs> this is the, these are the kind of things that turn me off of getting a home. Like that would cost me if I had to buy, if I bought a home. That's why I like living in the apartment. It might take me all day to put a table from Ikea together, but at least I can do that. And if my sink's clogged and I try everything that I think I can do, well, I've got someone that will come up and fix it very quickly. Same thing happened uh, when we first moved in. When we first, when we first moved in, the pin in the bathtub that you pull up to turn on the shower fell off. Luckily, a call to maintenance, and it's fixed. If I owned a home, that's, you know, $200 out of Joe Beamer's pocket. So these are the things when everyone says, oh, but you could be paying less than a mortgage, and where's your rent going, and all this and that. Well, what about the money I'm saving on not having to put a new roof on my house, and not having to put new flooring in? And if something breaks, that's included with my rent. I know I've done this show before. I know... uh I know I've done this topic, this kind of topic before, but it came up during David's show, and I thought that I would kind of continue it on now. And again, yes, it's 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 a very good uh, it's very good uh, way to make fun of myself, which I'm fine doing. But when people say like, "Why don't you and your wife? You're having a kid. Why don't you want to get a house?" These are the these are the reasons why. And my wife knows that I can't fix anything either. 
she actually probably can fix more things than I can. 803-0930, star 930. But if it has anything to do with a smart speaker, with a TV, with a, a, a TV streaming service, I'm the guy. I can, I, I'm great with electronics. All right? And anyone here at the station can back me up. I am good with electronics. I can figure things out like Bluetooth and streaming and Wi-Fi. I can fix all that stuff. But when it comes to, you know, your heating vent or your plumbing, your garbage disposal, the oil in your car, no, I can't do that. I'm going to have to pay a lot of money. 803-0930, star 930, that is the number to get on. Let's go to John in Buffalo. John, you've got uh, some comments on car repairs. Yeah, Joe. Thanks for taking my call. How you doing? Doing all right. Thanks for the call. You're welcome. Thank you for thanking me. Hey, uh, you said you broke a dipstick, right? I did, yes. I, I wouldn't feel too bad about that. Oh, now that's contrary to what I'm seeing on the text board, but go ahead. Uh, well, you know, let me tell you. As far as changing your oil goes today, and it, it, it's to the point now where because I used to do that all the time. I'm older now, though, but I still try to do things for myself because, you know, replacing a set of brake pads, it's not complicated. Uh, rotors are throwaways, and um, it's just not a complicated thing. And instead of spending five, $600 to replace a set of brake pads and rotors, I'd rather spend maybe a couple hundred. So it's but – the, but the dipstick. I, had my, I brought my one vehicle in for oil oh no, change one time because – it's cheap enough now where it isn't even worth it to do it yourself. I am in the habit, and I would recommend this to everyone. You go get an oil change, check the level. So don't be afraid of your dipstick, Joe. The thing about a dipstick, it has an O-ring. As long as you keep that lubricated, it should never get stuck. So periodically make sure it's lubricated when you check the oil. You should be okay. Well, always check your levels after you get the oil change because I've encountered situations where I was one quart over full filled and it's not good to be that overfilled maybe a little bit's okay and i've been under filled so i usually do this before i even leave the lot so i went to check my oil after i had it changed but i waited till i got home and the person that did the oil change broke my dipstick so i had to go back to the place i had the oil changed and they had to get that stick out of there and replace it so even someone that does it all the time it happens. But the bad part was in this situation, he didn't say anything, and he denied he ever broke it. Ah, well, that I, makes me feel better that even the professionals uh, mess up every now and then. Yeah, and you know what? Everybody makes mistakes, you know, and it, it's just that if you do happen to make a mistake and you're doing this for a living, right, whatever you do, uh, it's good to just be honest and hone up to your mistake. Now, we all have strengths and weaknesses, right? It's good to know basics for sure. It's good that, like, if you can't change a tire, it's a good idea to, to know how to change a tire. Um, you know, but we all have our strengths and weaknesses. Now, and John, it, you said, you know, changing brake pads, changing rotors and stuff like that. You know, how, how did you get to a point where you were confident in doing that? Because I think part of my problem, this goes to something we talked about on Friday, part of my problem is confidence. Like, I, 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 I'm scared that, you know, I will uh, try to put the car back together and it'll be in worse shape. Then, like, how did you build that confidence and know exactly what you were doing, that it was the right thing? How do you get the car elevated to change the brakes? You know, all those things go through my head. Well, I don't have a lift, so it's, it is a pain, especially now that I'm older, for sure. To, you know, jacking up the car and doing it in your driveway. 
you, first of all, if you're going to do anything, you want to find out what it is you're doing, right? Even when you're working with your Wi-Fi or anything with computers, and I do that stuff too for myself. You can't be afraid. You can't be afraid to get into a computer and upgrade it, you know, memory, whatever it is. Um, so that's the first step. You can't be afraid of what you're going to do. I always had the mindset from a kid that if someone put it together, I could take it apart and put it back together. Now, you need to have the tools, the proper tools to do that. And honestly, you know, and they're all different today, but when they first came out with disc brakes, they started changing, uh, charging double than what they used to charge, what they did charge for drum brakes. And drum brakes are more complicated, more labor intensive than disc brakes will ever be. And today's disc brakes, the rotors on the cars, they're throwaways. So you don't turn them down anymore. You, you, you just you take it apart. It's, it's not hard. It's very simple. There's no adjustments to make. You just have to push the piston back for that. You can use a C-clamp. You pop the pads in, you throw it back in, and you, you bolt everything down. You pump the brakes up a little bit, and on your way. So it's just you don't want to be afraid of some, anything. You've you got to find out what you're doing first. The gentleman earlier talked about YouTube. Yeah, there's things out there, but be careful what you're watching because we got all at-home mechanics and at-home whatever, and you look around a little bit to make sure you got the right information. And it's out there. It definitely is out there. But that's it. I mean, there's things that I, I would do. You know, like one day I wanted, back when we had carburetors, I wanted to rebuild my carburetor. So I did, you know. And you just have to, you know, pay attention to what you're doing and put all the little parts back in the opposite order you took them apart. When it comes to doing disc brakes, though, there's not a lot of parts to deal with. Hey. It's just a matter of, you know, getting on the ground. John, appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the uh, the advice. Thank you, John. In Buffalo opens the line for you. 803-0930, star 930 is the number to get on. I really want to go to one more call, but I don't think I can. We're up against a break. Well, you know what? Mark in Buffalo says he knows how to fix my sink. We're going to go to Mark real quick, and then we'll go to break. Mark! Hi, Joe. You're a shining star. Oh, thank you, Mark. You you are. I uh, talked to Sandy Beach back in the day when you were a beginner, and I said, this guy has potential. He's a star. Well, thank you, Mark. And, and Sandy Beach said, you know what? You're right. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, thank, uh, I thank Sandy every day for that. Mark, how, how do I fix my sink? This is a kind of rudimentary. Uh, plumbing is real simple. I uh, rebuilt a Slant 6 Plymouth 65. I'm kind of mechanically inclined due to poverty. I learned how to fix things myself. Open your cabinet, and you'll see white PVC. Now, there'll be a straight uh, down pipe. And then they'll make a curly Q and an S. All these are linked by plastic couplers that you can easily remove by hand. And your problem is in the curly Q at the bottom of the S. This is a very simple fix. There's no reason to call a plumber. All right. You can fix it yourself. I, uh, Mark, I hope so. We're running short on time. I appreciate the call. Opens up the line for you. 803-0930, star 930. News is next, and then back to you here on News Radio 930 WBEN.